and welcome to the Toddcast. I hope everyone is doing well. Uh, today, on the ride home, uh, on January 7th, 2019, uh, we will be talking uh, a little bit about uh, my childhood. Uh, and by we, of course, I mean me, because there's no one else with me, no special guests this go-around. Sorry, folks. You're stuck with me for this one. Um, recently, uh, I had one of the one of my younger listeners uh, express some interest in uh, hearing some tales about when Todd was was a young lad. Uh, some stuff from my childhood. So we're going to uh, we're going to indulge that and and talk a little bit about uh, Todd as a tot, as it were. Um, so, I guess we'll start at the beginning. Um, I was born in 75. Um, I would say I pretty much don't remember anything. Probably until at least 78. Um, my earliest memories uh, from being a, a tiny Todd, uh, I was probably three or four. Uh, I remember that we lived, uh, on Wheeling Island. Um, there were two notable memories, uh, from, from that time frame, um, that stick out. A couple of, you know, miscellaneous incidental things that are probably not all that, that terribly exciting. Um, and being as far back as that is, um, there's, you know, there's always so much detail I've got <laughs> of whatever's l- left in, uh, in memory from that, and so the sequence of these events may not be, you know, in correct order, but I don't know that anyone's really going to fact-check me on this either, so I guess it doesn't really matter. Um, I remember, as an extremely small child, uh, big enough to, to be able to, you know, walk and, and, you know, handle objects, so we're not talking, you know, an infant. I'd say I was maybe three or four. Four seems more likely. Uh, I remember there being, um, an incident, uh, I want to say it was like a Saturday morning or something, uh, at the time, I believe my mom had part-time work as, as a waitress, um, so she was off at work, and I want to say dad was home, and I want to say it's a weekend because he, he was kind of sleeping in. Uh, like I said, I was big enough to kind of meander about on my own. Um, probably shouldn't have to the level by which this story will tell you. Uh, but I was able to, you know, get around the house and do things. Uh, and I don't, again, I don't remember a whole lot of details. Uh, but I do remember finding Dad's lighter. Uh, and this was in the days before they were all childproof. Um, and you can imagine where this is going, and, and you're, you're probably right. Um, I absolutely set the, uh, the living room carpet on fire. Um, it was a small fire. Uh, you know, uh, my, my screams and hollers, uh, as well as those, I believe, of my you know, older sister, uh, were sufficient to rouse Dad from his, his slumbers uh, and come stomp it out before it became, you know, too heinous. I want to say it was, you know, sort of a... I don't know, about a foot and a half diameter scorched, uh, piece of carpet, uh, that, uh, met its untimely end, um, 
on the wrong end of the lighter I was playing with. Um, so that was fun. Uh, again, I don't even remember being yelled at or, or punished. I think it was one of those things to where I was, I was so tiny that they figured I didn't know what the hell I was doing. And he realized, you know, probably shouldn't leave those around. Uh, so where I don't remember getting into a whole lot of trouble. I remember being really freaked out because shit was on fire. Um, but I don't remember getting in trouble for it, really. Um, so, uh, either I didn't get in trouble, or I did get in trouble and I've repressed it. Um, six of one half dozen the other, it's all the same to me. Um, I suppose that probably might, uh, provide a little insight into why I was a firebug, uh, <laughs> in my younger years, and so, uh, enthralled by flame, um. I mean, to this day, I still enjoy a good fire. I just, you know, restrict it to the campfire or a fireplace or a fire pit. You know, places where there should be fire rather than just setting random things ablaze. Which I, I think in the, you know, in the balance of things is good. Uh, that, you know, I've, I've, I've matured and am able to, you know, keep those sorts of things, you know, in check. That, that seems like a good thing. Um, one of the other memories I have as a, as a wee lad, um, same general time frame. Uh, I had seen my father shave, um, back in those days, dad was clean shaven. Um, in his later years, he rocked a, a sweet, sweet mustache. Uh, but in those days, um, he was, he was clean shaven. Um, and as you do, as a young person, you know, you see your dad at the, at the, at the sink with the, the shaving cream and the razor, and you're checking it out, and it's all very fascinating, and so forth. Um, and, you know, I, I, this, this is, this is what, you know, men do. Um, I imagine this is probably, at least somewhat, uh, happened on the heels of my learning, you know, how to, how to be potty trained and how, you know, us gentleman types stand, uh, to, to release fluids, uh, as opposed to the ladies. So I, 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 I'm, I'm willing to say that, you know, the, this is how men do things was something that was, you know, in my, on my mind. Uh, and again, I was left to my own devices. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was a weekend and both parents were, you know, sleeping in. Uh, you know, I figured I should check this out. This is, this is what dudes do. I, I, I should do this. Um, the problem with that sort of theory is that as a three or four year old, I was not yet literate. Um, I just knew that there was some sort of, you know, white stuff that you put, you know, on your, your face, uh, you know, under your nose and on your chin and the sides of your face and everything. Um, you smushed that around and then you, you know, scraped it off with the razor thing. Um, so I did that. Um, not being very adept, you know, with a razor. It was my first time using one. Uh, of course I cut myself. Uh, it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, like a, a slasher movie or anything. It was a little nick like you do with a razor. Um, but it was especially problematic and uh, noteworthy. I guess I should take a quick step back and mention that in addition to having seen my father shave, uh, I had also seen my mother, uh, do her, you know, sort of facial routine, uh, you know, putting on makeup, taking off makeup, whatever. Um, and so I had seen her 
uh, use Noxzema to, you know, clean her face. Um, and I imagine some of you can see where this is going. Um, when I lathered up for my shave, I, I did not use shaving cream. I used Noxzema. Um, Noxzema's got a fun sort of, sort of feel to it on your skin. It's got, you know, that brisk, cool cleansing, uh, you know, whatever you want to call it. Um, I don't recommend getting Noxzema in a cut. Um, not on your face, not as a three-year-old, not a razor cut, uh, to your cheek. I'm pretty sure people from blocks away, uh, could hear me yowling in pain. Uh, you know, and once again, both parents, boom, right there on top of it, um, you know, freaking the hell out, because, you know, I'm, it wasn't a bad cut, but it was a face cut on a kid, which, you know, is likely to bleed a lot more, and the noxema was just making it extra worse, so I had, like, blood all gushed down my face, and, and it was, like, on my cheek, uh, and it's all bleeding down over the noxema and everywhere, and they were both freaked the hell out, and, you know, again, I don't remember getting in trouble for that, um, but I do remember, you know, all of those supplies being put away, uh, more stringently in the future. Um, as a wee, wee child, those are the two biggies that, that stick out. Um, I've got a couple of other vague memories. Uh, I remember, um, going sledding with my mom and dad, um, and my godmother, Beverly, who is also my dad's cousin, uh, who's always been awesome, uh, to me. Uh, and that's all I remember. I remember us going somewhere and sledding. That's end of memory. Uh, I think that may very well be my earliest memory. Um, because I think I was even tinier, uh, than I was in the other two, two tales I just told. Um, I have vague recollections from that time frame of going to one of the neighbor's house with my mom. I can't remember her name or what their deal was. They were one of our neighbors, a couple doors down. Mom used to go over and, you know, hang with, hang out a bunch. Uh, I remember the woman had a, a little dog. I can't remember what kind of dog. I just remember it being one of the, the smaller ones. Um, and she used to feed the dog cups of ice cream, little single-serve cups of ice cream. And I would occasionally get to score some of those. Um, and she always had Chips Ahoy on standby. Uh, and I remember going over one time and just sitting while they were talking and just intently staring at the cookie jar where I knew the cookies were. I didn't ask for cookies. I didn't imply there were cookies. I just sat there and stared at the cookie jar until the lady finally said, Well, Todd, do you want some cookies? And I nodded my head. She's like, do you want to maybe ask instead of just stare at them? Uh, and I did, and I got cookies. Um, you know, not a super exciting story, but, you know, there you have it. Um, I remember that's where my phobia of blue spruce gave birth. Again, I have no good reason as to why I was afraid of blue spruce trees. Um, and yes, I am talking about the pine trees that are, you know, bluish looking. I was feared to scared to death of those, uh, definitely the entire time I was a child, um, and really, even after I got out of the Navy, it wasn't until I was in Florida landscaping with regular exposure to blue spruces that I finally got over it, uh, you know, even as a teen, I would just, like, feel uneasy in their presence, it's the weirdest damn thing, nowadays, I don't care, uh, I'm, I'm over it, but as, as a very small child, uh, I remember there was a, uh, there were, there was a couple of places, uh, when mom and I would walk my older sister to school, 
um, where there were blue spruce trees, you know, on, on, on the side of the road there. And I avoided them like, like the plague. I, I was terrified. I, I can't explain that. But I do remember, you know, those walks and being scared to death of the trees for, for whatever reason. Um, I think that kind of cashes me. Oh, nope, I take it back. Um, there's, there's one other memory from that time. We lived on the island, uh, which is, in fact, an island in, in the Ohio River. Um, which has from time to time flooded. Uh, and I remember at one point, um, there was a flood. It didn't, you know, capsize the entire house. Uh, but the basement flooded. Um, and in preparation, cause we knew it was waters coming. The waters were rising. Uh, we took everything out of the basement, uh, and it went into, I want to say my bedroom. And I ended up having to, uh, you know, share a room with my older sister, uh, for a while there. I don't remember how long it was. It felt like forever just because I was out of my room. Uh, probably was like a few days or something. Um, but I remember, um, all the stuff in the basement was, was in my room. And I remember in the basement, uh, on the floor, there was, you know, a, a drain, like a lot of basements have little drain holes. Um, that was probably, you know, couple inches diameter. Uh, and I remember I had some toy coin that was about the same size. And I remember going into my room and placing it on the floor as though it were the drain. And mom looked at me and go, what are you doing? I'm like, well, the, the hole there's downstairs, there's a hole. We don't have a hole here. So this represents the hole. Um, and apparently that was adorable. I don't know. It, it for whatever reason sticks out in my mind. Um, there's one other story from my, 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 you know, small childhood from living on the island, but I'm gonna keep that in my pocket for later. Um, that's sort of part of a, part of another discussion. Um, so we'll, we'll hold on to that one. Um, after that we moved, um, to Pleasant Grove, which was in Ohio and, uh, you know, sort of out in the woods. Um, I mean, it wasn't, you know, a single house in the middle of nowhere. We were on, you know, Route 250. We had neighbors and all that, but it was, it was definitely out in the sticks adjacent. Uh, and it was a good, you know, a good haul of a car ride to get to anywhere, uh, you know, as far as stores or services or, or what have you. Um, which is where most of my childhood takes place. Um, it all, a lot of it just sort of cloud, you know, goes into sort of a vague sort of a cloud. Uh, you know, when, you, when you're a kid and you've got nothing going on, uh, other than, you know, wake up, play with things, um, go to sleep, you know, eventually that's replaced by, you know, wake up, maybe do some chores, play with things, you know, or eventually, you know, there's school thrown in there. You got a lot of free time, not a whole lot of stuff preying on your mind, therefore not, you know, pressing them into, you know, hardcore memories, I guess. Um, a lot of playing around in the woods. Um, you know, I had a couple of neighbor kids, and we used to go out in the woods and play. Uh, I remember I had a, I, I got my first bike. Um, it was a, uh, it was a girl's bike in that it did not have the crossbar, uh, but I did not let that bother me, um, because I had a bike. I, whether it was, you know, quote, for girls or for boys, I didn't give a shit. I had a bike. Um, 
I remember it was pretty awesome because it was, it was originally some sort of pink, uh, banana seat pink. It was one of those, you know, single speed bikes, you know, that you pedaled backwards for the brake sort of deals. Uh, I remember dad, uh, stripping it down, you know, taking it apart and spray painting it black for me. I remember he took the chain guard and hand painted flames on it, which was just badass. Um, good times there. Um, that's how I learned to ride a bike. Uh, it had training wheels on it. Um, eventually the, uh, got rid of one of the training wheels, left the other one on just cause it didn't have a kickstand. It was, you know, a training wheel, but it was kind of bent up and really the only purpose it served was as a, a, a makeshift kickstand. Uh, endless fun on that. Um, on the, the neighbor's driveway or we'd take it out into the woods. Um, there was a house not right next door to us, but two doors down, um, that had, uh, I guess the, the owners were elderly. Um, and I'm not even sure if they lived there or if they, it was their house and they like their family put them in a nursing home or something, but the house was still there. Um, and they paid dad to mow the lawn. Um, and so he, you know, the, the, the front lawn he would do and a little bit of the back, but they had like all kinds of land behind it. And so dad took the, his lawnmower and mind you, this is a, this is, you know, not a riding mower. This is a push mower. Um, and went in, went out back, um, and basically carved a bunch of like passages through the tall grass. Um, I don't know that I'd go so far as to call it a, you know, a true maze, but a bunch of different, you know, passages and paths that interconnected and went all over the place. Um, that, you know, within short order, me, me and, and, you know, my sister and the, the, you know, the local kids all, you know, had the layout memorized. You could get from point A to point B in, in no time flat. Um, and there were a couple of pads that ended up in, you know, trees that you could, you know, had a, a nice heavy canopy you could crawl under and it was, they were like little, you know, fortresses. Um, endless hours running around back in there. Um, with or without the bike, uh, whenever I had the bike, of course, you know, after, uh, as it would have been 1983 and Return of the Jedi came out, um, if anyone's familiar with Return of the Jedi, you know about Endor, um, and so of course my bike was, you know, a speeder bike, uh, zipping through Endor, um, you know, that was also the time when, you know, the Rambo movies were big, so of course I had, you know, a plastic M16, you know, me thrashing around back in there, you know, fighting wars and whatnot. It was just, it was just good, good, good times. Um, and there were certain paths that you, you know, that just sort of circled back around on themselves. Uh, I know there was one path that would eventually, uh, end up, uh, abutting with the, the giant, uh, well-trimmed, uh, back lawn of the local Methodist church, um, which was a wide open area that you could, you know, play around in. Um, there was one path that sort of dead-ended into a fence, but if you scurried through the fence and through the woods, uh, there was a lake you could get to, um, and collect cattails, um, and glass, you know, peanut butter jars full of tadpoles that, you know, you'd bring home and they would die, and in retrospect, it's cruel and mean, but you're a kid and you don't know any better, so, you know, I'm not gonna give young Todd that much grief over it, um. But just good stuff. 
um, we had a tree in the backyard um, that was big enough that um, Dad looped a rope around one of the branches so that you could do the whole, uh, you know, use the rope with your hands and press up against it with your feet and sort of climb up uh, into, you know, one of the um, sort of crotches of the tree and just sort of sit there, uh, get a nice aerial view of things or sit up there with a book um, or the radio and just hang out. Um, it was good times. Uh, I remember the neighbor had a, uh, a tire swing, um, which was fun the first couple of times, and then tire swings were ruined for me forever, because, uh, of course, you know, you get in it, and then somebody thinks it's a great idea. Oh, well, let's spin you, and, you know, that kid is bigger and doesn't listen to you, and you say, no, no, stop, I'm getting sick, um, and then you do get sick, and then you never want to be on a tire swing ever again, uh, so that happened, um, I remember the neighbor kid across the street had a big old backyard in a, in, a, in a swing set. We used to, you know, play on that a lot. I remember a couple of times he, he his family did a lot of camping. Uh, and they, you know, pitched the tent out back and had a couple of sleepovers, you know. Sleeping outside in a tent it was, it was, it was big fun. Um, I remember in that time frame, I'd somehow gotten my hands on a, what even at that time was an ancient copy of the, uh, the Boy Scout book, Boy Scout manual. I don't, I don't know what it's officially called, but it's the book they give you as a Boy Scout that's got, you know, all the, here's what you do for your merit badges and here's, you know, stuff to do about you know, when you're camping and how to tie knots and lash things together and whatever. Um. I wasn't in the Boy Scouts or the Cub Scouts. Like, that would involve um, transportation options that weren't available to me. Um, with Dad working, he had the only car and the only license, and, like, there's no way I could get to any of the, the meetings. Uh, but damn it, if I didn't practice all kinds of fun wilderness stuff, you know, in the backyard all summer, um, those were good times. As far as indoors fun was concerned, um, Lego, Lego, and more Lego. Um, I've been rocking Lego since before they had, you know, the licensing, like back when they were just different colored bricks and fun different shapes and sizes. Um, and those were great fun. Uh, eventually they started to come out with like the space sets. Of course, I love the shit out of those. Uh, I remember having Lego swaps with the neighbor kids. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll trade you, you know, four of these for that one, you know, control panel piece. Stupid shit like that. Um, that eventually got me to the point to where I could, you know, build spaceships. Um, Star Wars, out the wazoo. Um, all the action figures and play sets, whatever that I can get my hands on. Um, epic. Epic. Not just battles, but adventures, because I told stories with those guys, and they went on quests, and negotiated, you know, whatever, and went on missions, and it, it wasn't just reenacting the movies, or just, you know, having them fight, it was, it was, it was pretty intense, um, and, and very good times there, um, eventually Masters of the Universe became a thing, and, and played the hell out 
lot of board gaming. Um, that was the house that had the first game closet. Um, and used to go in there and it was all, you know, games and puzzles and, you know, the family would play games on a fairly regular basis. Sometimes I'd figure out ways to just play them by myself, um, if I was bored. Um, we used to do a lot of family-like arts and crafts, as memory serves. Um, I remember Dad had a wood-burning set. He used to do that. I know he and Mom used to do, like, paint-by-numbers um, a lot. There's there's still quite a few of the old paint-by-numbers kicking around. I think Eric's got them uh, at his house. Um, to where they'd get those, and then us kids would get, you know, the kid version. We'd do that. Um, it's it pretty good stuff. Um, watch, watch television. Um, you know, I grew up on Sesame Street. I think, I think growing up, I watched Sesame Street like three times a day. Um, pretty much taught me how to read, which was good. Uh, Electric Company. Um, the Great Space Coaster, I believe, is a thing. They used to be on PBS. They used to watch a lot of. That was that was that was fun. Um, watching Bob Ross back when he was actually on the air uh, and alive and stuff. That was good. Um, growing up was when we got our first VCR, um, and there was a while there where Dad worked at uh, one of the local video rental places. Um, and had the, you know, know-how to rig two VCRs together, um, so as to make copies of things. Uh, not that he would violate copyright like that, uh, but if, you know, someone, you know, had him at gunpoint and needed him to, you know, make copies of things, he, he, he would have been able to. Um, so I may have watched a fair bit of, you know, cartoons and movies, um, at home on the VCR, which was pretty awesome. Um, for those years, I pretty much stayed out of trouble, surprisingly enough. Um, you know, uh, it wasn't until we moved into the city and I got a little older and a little more independent and a little more, uh, I don't know what the word is, but troublemakery, I guess, um, to where that kicked in. Um, but I think at that stage, we're starting to slide out of my childhood and into, you know, my teen years, which is kind of a whole other thing. Um, and I'm not sure if the request, you know, she said to tell us about your childhood. And to me, that doesn't include the teen years. So we'll, we'll, we'll split the teen years off for the future. Um, I'm getting close to getting home here. So we'll, we'll wrap this up and we'll, we'll, we'll stick a pin in the teen, in the teen years. Um, but by and large, you know, as a young person, uh, as a child, things were good. Uh, I played outside. I played with Star Wars. I watched TV. I mean, I don't know that there's much excitement there uh, to, to tell stories about. Um, good nostalgia for me, I guess. Um, school was a school. Uh, you know, um, I did pretty well at school. I'm, I was a fairly smart kid. Um, there's really nothing to tell up until, I want to say, like, the fifth grade. Um, fifth grade was when I, um, 
No, I take that back. It was probably around third grade that I stopped doing homework. Um, just because I didn't want to. I had felt like I had more important things to do with my time. Um, and so if they gave an assignment and I'd do whatever of it I could in class, and then I'd stress about it all night because I didn't want to do it, but I didn't want to do it. <laughs> I didn't want to do it, and that would stress me out because I didn't do it, but it didn't stress me out enough to actually make me want to do the homework, if that makes sense. Um, so I'd lay in bed at night, oh crap, I didn't do my math homework, oh, whatever, whatever, whatever. Uh, you know, and then when I got to school, first thing, I'd try and finish it, and if I did, hooray, if I didn't, whatever. Um, a lot of times back then, they didn't count homework as part of your grade, so I could just kind of get away with it. Uh, it still stressed me out, uh, on sort of a, you know, work ethic, moral sort of nature of things. Um, there was a thing I should be doing that I didn't do, it made me feel bad and stressed me out. Um, and it was probably around the fifth grade that I decided, you know what, I'm not, whatever. They're not giving me any actual trouble for this. You know, they're, they're yelling at me, but it's not actually counting against me. I don't care. I'm, I'm done doing homework. Um, which is a horrible lesson for the youth, and I do not say this to encourage you to do the same. Um, frankly, had I done said homework, I'd be in a, probably a, a better place nowadays. Um, had built better habits, uh, for studying and so forth, and would have, you know, made it further in school and so forth, um, but, um, reporting on the situation as it was, um, not a big homework to her, um, it was around the fifth grade that we started to get assigned book reports, um, and it was around that time when I decided, you know, I, I'm gonna read what I wanna read, I'm not gonna read what you want me to read, um, and yeah, I know this counts towards my grade, but I do well enough on the rest of it to not have that be a problem. Um, which again, I don't advise anyone to do. There were plenty of, you know, uh, grading periods where my English grade would have been an A and not a C had I just read the damn book. Um, and frankly, there are a lot of those books that I've since gone back and read. And they're actually not that bad book. I was just a stubborn little asshole back in the day. Um, so don't, don't be a stubborn asshole, folks. Um, got bullied a fair bit in school in the younger days. Uh, again, being a, a scrawny, bookworm, smart guy kind of dude with the glasses and the bowl cut uh, did not exactly serve me well. Um, I didn't get beat up, per se, um, but there was a lot of, you know, the name calling and the poking fun of because I was, you know, in addition to all the things I just mentioned, uh, our family was not, um, exactly well to do either. Um, but a lot of general abuse, uh, the occasional, you know, punches in the arm and, and general roughhousing sort of a thing. Um, you know, growing up, I mean, it sucked. I wasn't happy about it, but it wasn't, you know, exactly trauma. Um, I feel like if a young person of today got time warped back and had to live my life, they would be horrified. Um, mainly because we've come a good, we've come a long way, um, as a society in teaching our children not to bully each other and to be assholes on that level. 
Uh, I know we haven't, you know, solved that problem, and people are, you know, assholes in different ways, cyberbullying, etc. Um, but I think we have made some good progress in making it so that, you know, the nerdy kid doesn't, you know, fear for his life every day uh, when he's, you know, going out to wait for the bus or what have you. Um, so there's that. Yeah, I'm starting to run out of uh, things to talk about. Um, there was the one time I got into some sort of argument with my mom and ran out of the house and hopped on my bike and started riding down the road. And a little ways down the road from us, there was a cemetery um, where I was, you know, we were allowed to go and ride the bikes. Um you enter the cemetery and there's immediately a pretty decent hill that goes down through the cemetery and then there's like a lake with a, you know, paved area around it that you could, you know, ride your bike around. Um, but because I was super pissed off at mom, um, I, you know, pulled off the road and into the, into the cemetery and on this, this, you know, this slope, um, just like a bat out of hell. Um, and it's one of those things where about halfway down, um, was going faster than I could control or reasonably try to stop. Um, got to the bottom, veered off the side, the bike hit a culvert, I went end over end, the bike went one direction, I went another, um, my shoe came off and was inside the culvert, um, it, bang, it you know it bent the 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 rim uh, of my front tire pretty bad. Uh, I think it bent the banana seat in half. Uh, I broke my middle toe and got scraped up. I mean I got a bunch of scuffs and scrapes and whatnot. Um, but you know did at the time did something to my foot. Uh, I landed in in the ditch which was filled with uh, you know brambles and thorns which was not fun. Um, and had to assemble myself and limp around to find my shoe and, you know, my bike and, um, then had to, you know, push it up this hill and down the road to my house, uh, which was no fun. And I, I looked a mess. I mean, I was all bloody and scraped up and gross and whatever, uh, and obviously limping. And I just remember as I was, you know, exiting, you know, walking up this road, because it was a road, it was a road intended for cars that were going, you know, about. Um, and I remember that there, there wasn't, you know, any sort of funerals happening. There weren't any mass gatherings of people um, there at the time. But there were a few cars, there were a few people, you know, going to go pay their various respects. Uh, I just remember my busted ass crying pushing the bike, I mean, because I was like 9 or 10, pushing my bike up a hill, crying and bloody, and like having like three or four different cars drive past me in one direction or the other, and just, you know, slow down and see that I was there and not doing so well, and then just keep on driving. Hey, you know, why should we stop for this, you know, kid who's obviously, you know, having a rough go of it, um, and just thinking that people sucked then, um, you know, I eventually made it home, and Mom was like, oh, my goodness, what happened? And they, you know, took me off to the, you know, the emergency room, and 
x-rays and whatnot later, found out I broke my middle toe. Um, to which the fix is, we're going to tape your three middle toes together as a, like, not even a splint. We're just going to tape the three of these together and give you a pair of crutches. Um, which was fun. I mean, it got me out of, got me out of gym class for, for several weeks. So that was, that was a perk. But other than that, it wasn't fun. I basically lost my bike because it was, you know, thrashed. Um, and, you know, they weren't going to fix it. There wasn't, you know, money or incentive to do that because, as I said, I yelled something rude at her and then bolted out of the house. And, you know, they're not likely to, you know, fix the bike when you do that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, at this point, I'm just rambling for the sake of rambling. And that doesn't sound like that's likely to be too uh, compelling for anybody. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. Um, I hope that was entertaining for a few of you. Um, I hope that answered uh, your questions, Janie, as to, you know, give you a little insight into my childhood. Um, and uh, thanks for thanks for listening. Um, and, uh, you know, until next time, I, I hope you all have a, uh, a good one. Thanks. And that's it. <laughs>